Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side that plays in the UAE's own 2020 league, the DP World ILT20. This time we reflect upon the side's sixth match of the second edition of the tournament and it's a match that ended in defeat for the Vipers, a four-wicket loss at the hands of David Warner's Dubai Capitals off the final ball of the encounter. Coming up, we hear from Director of Cricket Tom Moody who offers us his perspective on the narrow reverse and we also get the thoughts of UAE all-rounder Rowan Mustafa who scored 50 as opener and took a wicket with his off-spin. There are four more group games left for the Vipers to secure a spot in the playoffs that follow the league stage of the competition, starting with a match against the Gulf Giants, a repeat of last year's final. It's the game that's been designated the Vipers' sustainability match, and it takes place at the Dubai International Stadium on Saturday, February the 3rd. If you want to attend the match, then obtaining a ticket couldn't be easier. You can do so via the league's own website, www.ilt20.ae, or at any Virgin Megastore across the UAE. And if you are coming along, then make sure you wear green and also bring with you an old or unwanted item of sportswear. The Vipers will swap it for a green shirt and also recycle or upcycle what you bring along, all part of the franchise's sustainability strategy. That's for the future, though. Let's now reflect on the past and what happened in the match against the Dubai Capitals. This really was a match that got away from the Vipers. After being put into bat at the Ring of Fire, Alex Hales and Rowan Mustafa gave the side the perfect start, adding 81 for the first wicket in just a shade over eight overs. Rowan scored 50 from 33 balls with four fours and three sixes, while Alex weighed in with 49 from 32 deliveries, including two fours and four maximums. They set up the side for a total close to 200, but when Alex was out, the middle order were unable to build on that start, and at one stage, with the Capitals bowlers using clever changes of pace, four wickets were lost for 11 runs in 18 balls. At 127 for 5, with a shade over 3 overs remaining, the Vipers had lost their way completely. But Adam Hose with an unbeaten 35 from 17 balls, and Wanindu Hasaranga with 12 in 7 deliveries, came together to add 36 in a shade over 3 overs, and helped the side to 169 for 6, which was certainly something to bowl at. In reply, the Capitals lost two early wickets to Shaheen Shah Afridi, playing his final game of the tournament for the Vipers before returning to Pakistan as he dismissed the dangerous Ramanullah Gurbas and David Warner. But Australian left-hander Ben Dunk, the Capitals' super sub, blazed an impressive 59 from only 30 deliveries to put the chase back on track. Rowan Mustafa dismissed him and at one stage the Capitals were 132 for six but an unbeaten 40 in 32 deliveries from Rothman Powell, plus a key cameo at the end from Jason Holder, with 23 not out from 12 balls, got them home. It was mighty tight though, Matisha Patirana, the Vipers' own super sub when he replaced Sherfane Rutherford, only had four runs to defend in the final over, 
but he almost did it and it took a scrambled single off the last ball from the Capitals to avoid a super over. Afridi and Hasaranga were the Vipers' most successful bowlers with two wickets apiece, while they were one apiece for Mohamed Amir and Rowan Mustafa. So another loss for the Vipers, the side's fourth in six outings and it means the team is bottom of the six-team ladder with four regular season matches remaining. Let's get some reaction now, starting with Vipers Director of Cricket, Tom Moody. Alongside me is Director of Cricket, Tom Moody. Tom, we're sitting here and I, I would imagine you're thinking to yourself, how on earth did the Vipers lose that game? Yeah, look, it's very, very frustrating for us. Um, you know, we're not, unfortunately, at this stage, you know, putting all three key elements together. Uh, efficiently um, you know there's parts that we we're absolutely dominating the game and there's parts that we're you know have you know gone completely missing so that's something for us to certainly reflect on because we need to piece that together with the final matches uh, ahead of us. Tom it was a case of the old firm back together at the top of the order Alex Hales and Rohan Mustafa they opened successfully last season they opened again in the previous match too but this time 81 in a shade over eight overs it was a fantastic start wasn't it it certainly was and it was certainly a start we weren't expecting after the first two overs because we we uh, we took a little bit of time to get going but once we got going particularly uh, uh rohan he you know took the game apart and that's you know what he's done on the odd occasion last year and and uh, has certainly done today he batted superbly well um, and sort of justified his role at the top of the order being that sort of impact player that can uh, that can you know throw a punch early in those power play overs so thrilled to see him in in the runs and and giving us that start that uh, that really sort of got our innings up and running and flying frustration though he was out immediately after getting to 50 Alex Hales out for 49 I guess a major contribution from one of those two could have been the difference in this match yeah look I wouldn't be pointing the finger at either of those two they you know they batted exceptionally well and I think as the innings unfolded the conditions changed a little bit I think also um, the Capitals adjusted, you know, the way they bowled on the surface. They changed their pace quite cleverly and, and sort of playing those free-flowing shots wasn't as easy as it was in the first phase of the game. Um, but, you know, with the batting lineup that we've got uh, and the power that we've got to come, uh, it was just disappointing that uh, they didn't take advantage of such a good foundation. Uh, yes, it would have been nice to see one of them go on and possibly get 100, but... Um, you know, in T20 cricket, it's, it, it's not always about that. It's about it's about partnerships, and that was a significant one. But we failed to really get any traction in those middle overs with any partnership, and um, and it wasn't until um, Adam Hose at the end of the innings, you know, draw you know some sort of life back into our batting to give us a competitive total. Yes, four for eleven in eighteen balls in the middle of the innings, from 116 for one to 127 for five. That ultimately was where the game was won and lost, I think, wasn't it? Certainly was. That was one facet of the game uh, that let us down. Um, you know, as I, as I touched on, our middle order is a very strong middle order and it's it, it's got a lot of power, particularly with the likes of Azam and, and Rutherford are two uh, uh, cla uh, classic examples of uh, boundary hitters that can really hurt an opposition, particularly when you get such a, a good start and they're not having to sort of play any recovery-type role 
um, having uh, not had a good start. So that was disappointing because I, I felt that, you know, we should have been around that, you know, minimum 185 up to even 200. Um, but, you know, we obviously fell well short of that. Um, but there was other aspects of our game I felt let us down. Not only that little passage of play in our batting, but there were other aspects that let us down. You mentioned Adam Hose there. He dropped down the order a little bit, uh, more in keeping with with the role that he sometimes plays in the UK and indeed that he played in the Big Bash earlier this winter. 35 not out from 17 balls. You must have been delighted with that, particularly his hitting down the ground. Yeah, thrilled, thrilled that, uh, that he had a day out. Um, we, we all know that he's a damaging player. And, and the great thing about Adam is that he has that versatil- versatility as a batter. He can, he can bat sort of anywhere f- between three and seven and seem to do it, you know, quite seamlessly. So he's got a good technique if he, ha- if he's having to get, it, get in there early, but he's also got a game that can really hurt you at the back end, which he showed tonight. 48 from the last five overs as Adam and Winindu Hasaranga resurrected things a little bit. 169 for six, as you mentioned, a long way short of where the Vipers mm. would have wanted to be at the halfway stage. But did you still believe it was a competitive score? I certainly did, um, particularly given the, the intel that we got from the way they bowled on the surface and what we could apply to our bowling innings. Um, but unfortunately, I felt, um, you know, we didn't take advantage of that intel as, as much as we should have. I think early on, um, with the new ball, we offered too much width. Um, you know, uh, Ben Dunk played very, very well. It was nearly a vintage Ben Dunk, uh, you know, out there. It was uh, some wonderful ball striking, but we certainly allowed him, uh, to get away, uh, to that type of flyer. And, and in this format of the game, if you, if you do let someone off the hook like that, um, you know, you, you're having to do a bit of chasing, which we did. Rowan Mustafa, bowled and over, took a wicket. You must be delighted with the impact that he had on the game, not just with the bat, but also with the ball, particularly as uh, he also damaged uh, his uh, right little finger. Yeah, he obviously, I think that, I'm not sure what the, the, the actual situation that finger is, but, you know, he showed his value as an all-round cricketer. He also fielded uh, well, I thought, you know, his energy in the field and his speed around the boundary is... Is, um, has always been an asset for us, but it's nice that you can call upon his, his off spin, uh, and, you know, he, you know, he, he managed to get that important breakthrough for us. Um, but unfortunately, his contributions with bat and ball and in the field wasn't enough, enough for us today. That last over, Matisha Patirana had four to defend, and he almost did it, didn't he? It was a terrific last over. Very good over. Uh, he just showed exactly why he's sort of highly regarded as a, as a finisher uh, with the ball. He's done it very successfully um, at Chennai Super Kings uh, under the leadership of MS Dhoni. Um, and he showed again that, you know, he's got the uh, not only the skill but the temperament under pressure to be able to deliver that. So unfortunately for him and for us for that matter, you know, he only had the four runs to play with. It would have been nice if he had, uh, you know, ten or more runs to play with, but uh, it wasn't the case. Two from six then, uh, bottom of the table, but there's, there's so little to choose between mm. uh, most of the sides in the tournament up to this point in time. Where do you see the side at the moment with those four group games to go? Oh, look, we're in a, a tough position, a lot harder position than what we would have liked to have been in. Uh, you know, we, we let one slip tonight. Um, we've let a couple of games slip, in, 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 uh, in my view, and we just haven't played um, consistent cricket to this point. So we don't deserve to be 
you know, up the, the, the middle or top of the table yet, but I've got full confidence that uh, we've got the, the capability um, and, and the, you know, the commitment to, you know, turn things around. We've got a, we've got, speaking of turning around, we've got a very quick turnaround this weekend with a double header, and that's probably what we need is just to, to have two games on the bounce and get two wins in the bank uh, and get some momentum to, just to finish this tournament uh, on a roll. You mentioned uh, those games coming up, but of course before those two games at the weekend, small matter of repeat of last year's final against the Gulf Giants. That's going to be a massive game, isn't it, uh, at this venue on Saturday? Very much so. Well, they're a good side, uh, and I think a side that's respected in this in this tournament. But, you know, funnily enough, I was only talking to a couple of people um, in the media before this game, and, uh, you know, they made the comment how strong all the teams look. Uh, so I think, you know, not only the golf giants look strong, but I think most of the teams in this tournament look uh, well-balanced and strong sides. So we're going to have to pull our uh, game together and and, uh, and and raise the bar in, in you know, all those three departments that uh, I've touched on. Uh, and I've got full confidence we can do that. And if we do that, um, I've got confidence that we'll be where we need to be at the end of the season. Tom Moody, a frustrated man, but also a man who believes the players he's gathered together can turn around the current situation and book a place in the end-of-season playoffs by finishing in the top four spots. Next up, let's hear from Rowan Mustafa, and the all-rounder spoke after the match to local media, and this is what he had to say. Uh, first of all, thanks to her. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, honestly, we started really well. Uh, there was no plan but just go and... You know, if you're watching ball really well, so just go for it. And uh, honestly, I really improved because of Neil McKenzie, how he uh, helping me in my batting. And uh, yeah, of course, when I was hitting, it was going really well. And uh, I just, just didn't stop and was going with the flow. I think in the end, it was a tale of a great start by Desert Vipers and a great finish by Dubai Capitals. Your start was amazing. At one point in time, you looked like getting past 200. Yes, uh, of course, yeah, we started really well in between overs. I think we were a little bit slow uh, from an 8 to 14 overs. We didn't bat it really well at that time. But again, there are very big players. You know, um, sometimes, you know, the condition was a little bit slow. It was not easy. They were bowling really slow balls. Uh, but other than that, even we finished it really well after Jose hit a few sixes. That was a good uh, plus point for us. And even we started well in the bowling. I think, I believe it was good wicket for bowling if you bowl slower well because it was sticking inside. So, I think we can do much better than that. Tell us a bit about the partnership with Hales. 49 for him, 50 for you. Uh, it was good partnership. Yeah, of course, whenever you play with such kind of batsman, you don't take pressure because if you do some dot ball, he just go for it. and. Uh, we did really well in last season as well. Uh, a few partnerships we did in starting last season as well. So, you know, we have a simple plan. Uh, you know, we don't do such thing like, you know, whenever I go strike, I try to hit and he just tell me uh, you are doing well and you're coming on the ball. And of course, I don't have to tell him. Right, <laughs> and I think that's Shane's last game. And what's it been like? Yeah, honestly, I was not expecting that he will be cut, uh, such kind a uh, nice person when he came in. So I think he started talking to me. He used to sit with me and then we have a lot exchange, like, you know, I played with his brother a lot of time, Riyaz Afridi, so I've told him, like, I was captain when he came here. So we got such bonding and uh, when I, when, whenever, you know, he was batting, uh, in start matches, he was doing batting, uh, I was batting before him, so I told him, you know, I'm better than you, but, you know, you are batting because you played for Pakistan and others. We, we just fun around and uh, from there we got a little bit, you know, uh, you know become friend and uh, I believe he's a very nice person and that's it. 
Rowan Mustafa, delighted to make a contribution with bat and ball, and that despite the fact he dislocated his finger in the field, making a stop on the boundary during the Capitals' innings. And he was also disappointed, of course, that his side couldn't get over the line for a win, and grateful too to have shared a dressing room this season with Pakistan fast bowler Shaheen Shah Afridi. And that wraps things up for another episode of Vipers Voices. Once again, there's precious little time to take stock as the Vipers' next match is on Saturday, February the 3rd against the Gulf Giants at the Dubai International Stadium. It's the sustainability match, so if you're coming along, then please wear green and bring some old sportswear with you to recycle. Tickets are available for the match and every one the Vipers play via the ILT20 website and also at all Virgin megastores throughout the UAE. We'll be back with reaction from the Vipers camp after that match and you can watch the reaction too via the Vipers Voices vodcast on the website or the Vipers YouTube channel. Don't forget too that you can follow the Vipers every move on all the major social media platforms. For now then, this is Brian Murgatroyd saying, as ever, thanks so much for listening.